The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. We are being joined by a returning guest, but somebody you have not, have not had on for a while because he is so incredibly busy. And I'm thrilled that I was able to get him on the program to bring us up to date on all things related to the littlest patient in the world. And of course, that is the little baby in the womb. I am, of course, talking about Dr. William Lyle who has a wonderful organization called ProLifeDoc.org. So you can get all of the information about Bill and all the things that he does there on his website. Please make sure you go and check it out and stay informed. I'm going to bring him onto the program right now, and we're going to talk a little bit more about what he does. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. I know you are so incredibly busy. Thanks for taking the time. Well, Molly, it's a pleasure to be on with you, and thank you for being a heroine in defending the lives of the patient womb created in the image of God. Yep, they sure are created, and that's one of the things I've, you know, I, I've started to to use it as almost as my theme song, my theme uh, statement is that there's a beautiful, and I'll send it to you, Bill, it's a beautiful statement by anti-communist Hungarian Cardinal, Joseph Cardinal Menenzi, and depends on how you pronounce it, it's it's either Menzinzi or Menenzi. But he's got the most beautiful statement about how important it is to treasure the child in the womb, you know, and how important mothers are, because I think that's what you deal with. I mean, you're wonderful. First, before we go there, Bill, give us a little bit of about, about your background. How did you get involved in this? Tell us about your, your ministry and, and, and the things you're doing. Well, I'm board certified in obstetrics and gynecology, licensed to practice medicine in multiple states. The practice that I took over in 1999 actually was the largest provider of abortions in Western Panhandle, Florida. We took over the practice. We had him sign a restrictive covenant, a non-compete, where he couldn't practice any medicine for two years. And we stopped all abortions and abortion referrals on day one. And since that time, we treat the preborn as patients. We defend life, and I travel around the country on weekends uh, to churches and universities, medical schools, and pro-life organizations to provide them with apologetics training on how we can use science and medicine and politics to engage in the greatest spiritual battle of our lives, and that is defending the image of God in the womb. That's right, exactly right. Um, you know, I, the last time you and I spoke, you had been you you were putting together um, a, a video that was Correct. beautiful. How did that go? It's been going great. In fact, now we've transitioned to a full curriculum, which should be available in January, where it'll be six weeks in length for Sunday schools, homeschools, private schools, Catholic schools, where you can sit down, watch a 30-minute video, go through the workbooks, go through uh, role-playing with friends, and really 
become equipped to go out and encounter your work, you know, coworkers, your family and friends so that this life discussion is not just an argument of who yells the loudest or who is the most intimidating, but who has the most facts, the science and scripture uh, to defend the preborn. I mean, the most vulnerable patients that we have. You'll have it ready to go in January, you say? January 1 is the goal for the full curriculum, yes, Perfect. ma'am. Oh, my goodness gracious. I have children who – I have a, a daughter who's got homeschoolers. I'll, I'll let her know as well about this as well as everybody around. So, folks, if you want to get it, just keep watching um, Bill's website, of course, and that's ProLifeDoc.org. Yeah, the easiest thing is to go to our website and sign up for our newsletter. Perfect. We, it's easy to sign up. It's free. We only send out one publication per month so you don't get inundated, but it'll have the upcoming information perfect, on that. Perfect. Bill, I wanted to get you back on the program because I don't think there is anybody in America who explains the whole the whole I don't I don't want to say argument because it's more than an argument. It's it's the fundamental truth of humanity starting from conception you you got that you 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 understand it you also not only do, do you do you do that very well but you've also provided for um women who are having abortions or have had abortions or have taken particularly taken the um abortion pill you've you've introduced a, an, an an amazing system where you can actually reverse that 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 impact of that of that abortion pill tell us a little bit about your abortion reversal program well the initial initial concept of abortion reversal I'll give the credit to dr George delgado um, but let's talk about uh, the abortion pill and there's a big difference between the abortion pill which takes the lives of 54 percent of all the babies here in the United States and compare the abortion pill the morning after to the morning after pill the morning after pill is indicated for the morning after a woman has had intercourse as opposed to the abortion pill which is indicated for up to 70 mornings after a woman has intercourse and the way the abortion pill works is it blocks a very important hormone called progesterone. And when you have a big word in medical school, you break it down to smaller sections and understand it. Progesterone. It is a progestational steroid hormone, progesterone. This is the hormone that the woman's body produces when she first becomes pregnant. It's the hormone that says, congratulations, we're pregnant. We have a new priority. We're not going to have a menstrual cycle. We're going to stabilize the uterus, allow it to grow. We're not going to contract, and we're going to provide more nutrition to the lining of the uterus so that the baby can grow. Everything that's good about a pregnancy is because of the hormone progesterone. When a woman takes the abortion pill, it blocks the signal of that hormone progesterone and it will kill a baby. So the woman would take the abortion pill and then 24 hours later, she takes a second pill, which causes her to have real strong contractions. And that is called Cytotec. Just to give you an idea, we use Cytotec to induce patients in labor because it does cause contractions. When I'm inducing a patient at term and say she has an eight pound baby, I use 25 micrograms of this medication. With the abortion, it is 800 micrograms of this medication to cause violent contractions to expel the pregnancy. 
So when a woman has regrets after she takes the abortion pill, and I have now attempted 19 reversals and I've been successful 15 out of those 19 times. In fact, just two weeks ago, I got a picture of my very first successful reversal who was in a beautiful pink and purple outfit and starting kindergarten over in Mobile, Alabama. Oh, my Alabama. goodness, Bill. What a, so, what a joy. Oh, I mean, I've delivered 4,000 babies, but with these babies that I've delivered where you knew they had a 98% chance of dying. And with a little bit of science, a little bit of medicine, and a lot of prayer, we're able to deliver healthy, normal children. But she just started kindergarten. Oh, but two of the reversal calls, including this girl's parents, have actually called me from the parking lots of the, of the abortion clinic where they have taken the pill and they haven't even started their car yet. They haven't even started the drive home and they're just saying, what have I done? It's like... We all had those things. I, I mean, I've just celebrated my 30th anniversary on Monday. Have there been things during the 30 years of marriage that I regret that I said and things that I neglected or things that I did wrong? Yeah. I mean, we all have those regrets. That's part of being human. That's part of life. Yet people also have regrets. Definitely when they've had a surgical abortion, it can last for decades of pain and recovery. But patients have regrets after they take the abortion pill. And just like a patient regrets that they might have taken uh, fentanyl and now they're not breathing and they are desperate for somebody to help them, we have an antidote called Narcan. It reverses the effect of the narcotic, which is going to kill them. We've lost over 109,000 people due to drug overdoses just last year. So we have the antidote. This progesterone that we use is the exact same progesterone that is produced by the woman's body. It is the antidote to the abortion pill. And it is not going to cause birth defects. The abortion pill itself does not cause birth defects and the antidote does not cause birth defects. So it's there's no yellow light. You either get a green light where you're successful and we're successful almost 70% of the time in re safely reversing the effect of the abortion pill or it's a red light. You know, where you just could not save the life of the baby. There's no yellow light where we have a heartbeat, but we're missing a finger or a toe. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. The medicine we use to, as the antidote is the exact same medicine that we use to prevent preterm labor. It's the same medicine that we use in in vitro fertilization to keep a pregnancy going. It's the same medication that we give all of our triplets and quadruplets to keep them from going into labor early. It is used so commonly that, you know, probably a third of our patients on our high-risk floor are on this medication. We're just using it in a different way to reverse the effect of the abortion pill. We have a network of over 500 doctors coast-to-coast -coast that we've trained. And to date, we have documented over 4,500 successful reversals, healthy moms, healthy babies. And, you know, I've delivered 4,000 kids over my career, but every single one of those babies that you hold in your hands that had a 98% chance of never coming into this world, that is something amazingly special. And you can't help but go back with the mom and say, remember where we were nine months ago when we were thinking about this? And it's a very special time. But we all make mistakes. We all have regrets. 
And that should be the role of medicine to meet the needs of women who've made a mistake, just mm-hmm. like every mm-hmm. one of us has made Absolutely. a mistake to help them save the life of their baby. Absolutely. So it's an amazing ministry that's now available nationwide. Absolutely. And that's, you can contact through, through um, abortionpillreversal.com. Absolutely. And that's the yeah. website where you can call and get help if you've made a decision that you regret. Abortion pill reversal dot com. So, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. So we we'll put that up on the website too. So we'll have all of this information for you on on the website. Bill, let's talk a little bit about it. a while back. You sent actually last year. You had sent me a um, back at the beginning of last year. You were you were testifying before the Florida. Um, State House about a bill that was coming, HB five, about the fifteen week um, ban in in Florida. You put forward a testimony that was just I, I I pulled it back up when we were going to have this interview today because it, there were so many things in there that you absolutely nail about why it is that we have a patient in the womb, not a clump of cells. A clump of cells is a piece of, you know, part of your ear or something. But this is a patient in the baby's, a little baby in the mother's womb. Talk us, firstly, number one, what was this bill about and how did it go? And then I want to just break down what you spoke about in in your testimony. It was absolutely phenomenal. Well, thank you. Well, first we have to that we need to defend all patients and that is the real emphasis and that we are winning in defending all patients when we look at the victory of roe versus wade yes that sat there as the law of the land for 49 years and we were able to reverse that but then the emphasis went from one court to 50 different states and 50 different courts but we are winning Four years ago, the gestational age cap for an abortion in the state of Florida was 24 weeks. We then worked hard through the legislature, brought it down to 15 weeks, and then we worked again and we brought it down to heartbeat. We've now bounced back into the courts, but we are prepared and we will win that battle as well. This was testimony that was submitted to the House and the Senate regarding patients' rights. From the moment of conception, even when just that one cell from the mom and the one cell from the dad unite for that first one cell, that cell is genetically unique from the mom, genetically unique from the dad, genetically unique from the other 7 billion people on the planet. So it's not my body, my choice. This is, from that moment of conception, a totally different body. But more importantly, that body is my patient. That little one in the womb is my patient, and patients have rights. More than half of the states now have patients' bills of rights written into law. Even New York State, as liberal as they are, they have 22 different rights that apply to all patients. Well, my patients are dying for one primary reason, is that is because my patients were not born in the United States yet, and that's the real key. We are now doing amazing things, not just diagnosing babies with ultrasound, but we are actually performing procedures and curing babies in the womb. We are routinely performing blood transfusions directly to babies in the womb. Why? Because the baby's blood count is dropping. Why is it dropping? Because the mom has antibodies which are crossing over to the baby and attacking the baby's blood because the baby is a different 
person. Moms and babies often can have different blood types. I mean, half the time we know they're different genders. Half the times it's a little boy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but when it comes to blood types, they can be different. So when the baby is possibly going to die in the womb because of a low blood count, if you've donated blood at the Red Cross or at your work or church, we can use your own negative blood, put it in a syringe, guide a needle through the skin of the mom, go through the wall of the uterus, go right up to the umbilical, um, umbilical cord, and we can give that baby a life-saving blood transfusion. And we have done that at my hospital as early as 18 weeks gestation. Oh, wow. That baby can't survive on the outside for another six weeks, but we can save their life. So if we can give a life-saving blood transfusion to a baby in the womb, are they a patient? Absolutely. And patients have rights. The first thing you learn in medical school is a Latin phrase called primum non nocere, which means, first of all, do no harm. So abortion is doing harm to these patients in the womb. But we've gone way beyond just giving blood transfusions. We actually can give medications to the babies to correct abnormal heart rates, just like an adult, but the mom doesn't take the medication. It's just the baby. We inject it right into the umbilical cord. But now we're doing surgery in the womb. We are doing spina bifida corrective surgery. We are now in our third generation of curing spina bifida. In fact, the trial going on at UC Davis in California is actually called the CURE trial. But we are also doing laser vascular surgery for when twins are sharing a placenta, but they're not sharing it equally. We send all our patients to Texas Children's Hospital. When the babies aren't sharing this one placenta equally, they will actually take a laser. And just like you know, Luke Skywalker, they will divide the placenta in two, and they'll say, this is your side, and this is your side. But we're now, one of the most amazing examples is that Cleveland Clinic recently performed open heart surgery on a baby in the womb. The baby was diagnosed with a tumor in the heart called a teratoma, and the tumor was growing so quickly that it was going to kill the baby. So they gave the parents two options. We can deliver your baby at 27 weeks and then do open heart surgery. But now we have a preemie that just had open heart surgery. But then they said the other option, we think we can do this, is we'd like to perform the open heart surgery while your baby is still in the womb and then keep your baby in the womb and deliver the baby at term. So that's what they decided. They got mom an epidural so mom has her own anesthesiologist, and just like she, if she was getting a C-section, she has an epidural, and she's awake, and she's laying on her back. Then the surgical team came in. They made an incision in the skin of the, bellies, on the belly of the mother. They made a small incision in the uterus, just like a little mini C-section. They brought out the baby's right arm. They brought out the baby's left arm so that they can have exposure to the baby's chest to do the open-heart surgery. But then what was really amazing, and a first is mom has her own anesthesiologist. They brought in a pediatric anesthesiologist that started an IV in the arm of the baby. The baby was getting fluids. The baby was getting fentanyl for pain and a medicine called Norcuron, a paralytic, so the baby wasn't moving around. Two different patients with their own anesthesiologist. Once the baby was comfortable, the pediatric heart surgeon made an incision in the chest. They opened the chest. They removed the tumor from the baby's heart. Almost immediately, the baby's heart started to pump and function normally. 
Once that happened, they closed the baby's chest. They removed the IV. They closed the baby's skin. They then closed the uterus, closed the mom's skin. And that was a 27-week gestation. They didn't deliver that baby for 10 weeks later at 37 weeks. The little baby's name is Ryland, and Ryland is now over two years of age. And then just two months ago at Boston Children's Hospital, there was a baby with a brain malformation, a vascular abnormality where the arteries and the veins were connected, and they shouldn't be. And half of these children, when they are born, get really, really sick. And of those that get sick, half of those children die. They, for the first time, actually performed vascular brain surgery on a baby in the womb. The baby did great, and they delivered that baby later. A patient is a person, no matter how small. We recognize that patients have rights. And in all 50 states, we are now treating the preborn. So if the, they are our patients, then they have rights and they deserve our protection. Um, private insurance pays for this. Medicaid is paying for this. There are specialty centers all across the country, not just focusing on the health of the mother, but focusing on the health of the baby. In fact, we used to call them maternal fetal centers, both the mom and the baby. Now, a lot of them just say, we're a fetal center. And fetus does not mean anything negative. It just means little one. So if you have these big centers with doctors and nurses saying, we're a fetal center, that means they are the doctors and they are the nurses that are caring for this little one in the womb, and that is their patient. And what's unique, they are patients. They just weren't born in the United States yet. yet. And that's the real key. <laughs> yes, exactly. What do you, how do you see, um, you're sort of in the thick of it, Bill, you, you right, you know, right there at ground level, dealing with these pregnancies and, and with, with the mother and, and the baby. Um, do, have you noticed in the last maybe two, three years that there is a change or do you think in people's perception and people's ability to understand what you're talking about here or, or has think, it got tougher? I think the most important thing is education, you know, to, you know, have that womb opened up to see who that it's a lot more than just a positive pregnancy test. It's a lot more than just an ultrasound. We are now treating these babies as patients in the womb. But sometimes you're like, how can somebody see this baby in the womb and hear its heartbeat and still choose an abortion? Because this is a spiritual battle. Sometimes things don't make common sense Mm -hmm. in a spiritual battle. Why is this a spiritual battle? Because from the moment of conception, Genesis one twenty six tells us that we are all created in the image of God. Image Deo, in, created in the image of God. If you want to figure out what is the basic core foundation of abortion, abortion is an attack against that image of mm-hmm. God. If you see somebody burning the American flag, why are they burning a flag? They hate the United States. They want to express that hatred, so they destroy the image of the United States, which is the American flag. Abortion is the same way. If you have a hatred towards God and biblical principles, you want to attack that image of God, and that is the baby in the womb, and that is God who is talking, saying, let us make man in our image. So we're not creating the image of God on our birthday. We're creating the image of God 
on the day of our conception. So we need to have, yeah, it's great having uh, governors and senators and representatives and laws and attorneys and judges that defend the rights of the preborn. It's great having doctors involved. We have over 7,000 members of the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists, board-certified docs who say, no, abortion is wrong. These are my patients. And it's great having them involved. But it's a spiritual battle. And you don't want a spiritual battle being led by a bunch of politicians or a bunch of gynecologists. You want a spiritual battle led by spiritual leaders. And that should be our priests, our pastors, and our rabbis. So we need to enable and provide the information to allow them to do their job well, which is why we speak at seminaries all the time. We speak at, you know, Catholic schools and colleges. We need to be getting into the seminaries to teach the future spiritual leaders how you can defend the preborn. When it comes to the mission of the church, step one, it's always got to be a priority of the gospel. Step two, I can't think of anything that needs to be a higher priority than defending the image of God in the world. Absolutely. There was a survey that recently showed that between 18 and 24% of all of the men and all of the women in given congregations had personally been involved with an abortion. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they are hurting. That's they right. have pain. How do you get healing? Healing comes from forgiveness. True forgiveness only comes through Christ. So we need to be focusing on not just the babies. I mean, that is a priority, but we have a lot of healing moms and dads in our churches that need to understand there is help available to you. There is healing and that healing is through Christ. Dr. William Lyle, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you're doing. God bless you lots. Again, I will put up all the information about ProLife Doc. on the website and we will also put up abortionpillreversal.com so go to the website if you need it and remember this pass this program on via podcast to everybody you know because this is Bill is so right it is going to be through education thank you Bill for being on the program it's an honor to be with you again Molly and I will see you again soon absolutely God bless you guys bye 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 don't go anywhere I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world class inspiring guest 